0: So let's pray together. Father, I pray that we would have our eyes upon you, that we would follow you, that we would not look to our left or to the right, but we would look so, straight ahead and up to follow you your, and your guidance for us. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. It's good to see you. you. may be seated. If you'll take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 7, we'll be there in just a moment. And... uh What I would like to do is talk about uh, uh, our prayer directive, uh, our verse for this week. And uh, I not only think it's going to be a great verse for the week, but I do believe that it has the potential of being the verse for the year for you. I know many people pick different verses for the year, uh, but this one I think may work well for us. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him... Who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us? We all know this verse. We've, if you've been around New Cub, uh, we've uh, focused on it numerous times. But I want you to think about it in terms of maybe reading it for the very first time. First time. Now, to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than whatever we could think, ask. Or imagine, and it's according to the power of work of work that is within us, which is Jesus Christ. The point is for us to come to a greater revelation of who God is. And that is going, you'll find, will fit uh, so well as we talk about following Him this morning. So I don't know about you, but 2020 seemed to be a year of uh, perseverance. I don't know if that's the case for you. Do you hear music? Okay. It always worries me at my age when I start hearing things. It's always good to have people on staff smarter than you. So, so I don't know about you, but uh, other than hearing things in my head, uh, there are times that I think that 2020 was a year of perseverance and it was for me i'll just speak for myself but uh for many of us it was the year of perseverance however 2021 does not need to be a year of being defined by circumstances but instead growing through circumstances so i'm here to claim and nail down that 2021 is going to be the year of growth by following him get it Because who you follow shapes your life. And so if who you follow shapes your life by setting the direction of your life, then we need to choose carefully who we're going to follow. And we are proclaiming this is the year and subsequent years to go. But this, in particular, this year is the year of following him, following Jesus, saying, what does Jesus say and how do we align our lives to it? I love what Jenny Allen says. She says, The greatest spiritual battle today is being fought in our hearts. Who will sit on the throne of our hearts? The heart is the epicenter of the battle. And so what we're going to do, Brent and I today, is just cast a vision for what could be and what we believe is going to be one of the best years yet for New Cove. Now, let me just parenthetically say to those of you online... Uh, we want you to make some kind of comment sometime during the service. It needs to be a positive comment, all right? So don't no comments like land the plane, Tim. Uh, I know to land the plane when your eyes glaze over, so I, I'm very aware of that. But I want you to think of in terms of making some comments, and the reason for it is we have a few giveaways at the end of the service as a part of our celebration, and we don't want those online to miss out and those here... Uh, We have giveaways for you as well, Uh, but the only way you can be eligible online is to make some kind of comment, and then we'll do some drawings online and make some deliveries to your house, so stay awake. It's going to be worth it. So as followers of Jesus, we're going to refuse to be defined by our circumstances, but instead grow through circumstances by following Jesus, so 2021 is the year of growth. That being said, Matthew 7 has some amazing words from Jesus. Jesus says, Anyone who listens to my teaching, so that means all of us are eligible. If you, anyone, anyone who will just listen to Jesus' teaching, as he says, follows, listens to my teaching and follows it, is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise, though the winds beat against that house, though it will not keep, it will not stop snowing over and over. And though the temperature drop below zero, that house will not fall. And it's because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on the sand and when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Three Things in common. Keep your Bibles open. Three things in common about these two people. Both built a house. Both had head knowledge of the words of Jesus. Both encountered a violent storm. The point is, is that storms are great revealers. Storms reveal foundations. And I will not go into detail but 2020 revealed some things in me that I am grateful that God revealed them to me and is still revealing to me. At this point in the story, it diverges. There's a great divergence. The similarities end and the contrasts begin. And this is where we see the difference between a wise person and a foolish person. Let me give you the definition of wisdom wisdom is the willingness to put into practice spiritual truth to life circumstances. It's the willingness, it's a choice to put into action, to put into practice spiritual truth according to whatever comes our way. Foolishness is the unwillingness to put into spiritual practice truth to life circumstances. In fact, in Luke 6, it's the same, uh, it's another, Dr. Luke talks about this same thing that Jesus said. He said it's like a person building a house who digs deep. And so this year, we're going to call New Cove to dig deep. We're going to ask you to read. We're going to ask you to reflect. We're going to ask you to respond by putting into practice the things that Jesus reveals to us. Now, that if we do this, it will be time-consuming. If we do this, it will count, cost, be, be cost-effective as well. But it is a choice. And what we want you to realize is that growth is a choice. Uh, So is mediocrity, by the way. Growth is a choice, so is procrastination. Growth is a choice, so is distraction. And I love what Tony Evans says about this. He says, you cannot build a skyscraper life on a chicken's coop foundation. (laughs) Isn't that good? If you want stability, if you want durability in your personal life, your family, your business, your community... You need the strong, sturdy foundation of God's word, which includes both knowledge of the Bible and application—applying, saying, "What does God's word say?" and "How do I apply it?" It's putting healthy habits into practice. That's what it's asking us to do. I like uh, what uh, Mark Batterson said. He said, "So today, if you want to see, w- uh, so today, what you want to see tomorrow." And so what we're asking our church to do is to sow today what we want to see tomorrow, and that's going to be based upon the year of growth for us. So as we look at Matthew uh, chapter 7, there's one other place I want to take you, and then I'm going to ask Brent to step in. John 15, Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he who will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can accomplish absolutely nothing. Jenny Allen says, Real, connected time with Jesus is the very thing that grows our faith, shifts our minds, brings about revival in our souls, And compels us to share Jesus with others. Or to put it plainly, all hell is against us meeting with Jesus. Satan does not want you to grow. He does not want you to grow through circumstances. He does not want to see fruit happen. Because when fruit happens, the Bible says, Jesus says actually, that... There is fruit that comes about, and when people see fruit, they're drawn to Jesus. Verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, for apart from me, Uh, you can do nothing. And a fruit is a a revealer. One of the greatest things that you can do to impact the lives of the people that God has put put around you at this particular time is for you to take uh, responsibility for your own growth. And that is what this year of growth is going to be. And it's a, not just a year of growth for those who are brand new believers. We have uh, next steps and a pathway for you. But those of us who are like me, who are a bit more seasoned in life and have been a follower of Jesus, we're going to ask for you to re-engage and take your growth uh, and your understanding of Jesus Christ, take it to a new level. And we have plans for you as well. So, so today what you want to see tomorrow. And so, I've asked Brent to come alongside and just cast a bit of what we're going to experience over the next uh, several weeks to help you get a feel for where we're headed, and then we'll put it all into application. Uh, but Brent, talk to us, and thanks yeah. for
1: being a part of this. Yeah, no problem. You notice I got my mask off early this time. So. Very good. So Very that good. Was good. <clears throat> for those of you who saw me speak last time, you know why that's funny. Yeah, it um, took us
0: about five minutes to wait on him to get his mask off. Yes,
1: so. so this already is going better, so... Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about this this morning because uh, for the last couple of years we've been working on uh, trying to put together a, a grid through which we can think about spiritual growth, and today we get to announce that we're calling it Next Steps. Uh, it's been on our website for a while, but if you haven't had reason to go look at it, you probably haven't seen it. Uh, but it's it's exciting because a couple of years ago when we started rethinking uh, sort of our vision of a refreshed vision of who we want to be as a church, uh, we knew that helping people become more like Jesus was going to be an important part of that vision. Um, And so what we did is over the course of about six months, uh, we polled a small group of folks here at New Cove, and we asked them, what kind of spiritual activities or practices have been instrumental in your own growth and development? And what we learned in that process actually wasn't revolutionary at all. Uh, what we discovered was, were things that uh, people who've written about spiritual growth for decades had already concluded, uh, which made us feel really good. Uh, so to give you an example, uh, back in 2011, the Willow Creek Association uh, published the results of a five-year study that they had done of over a thousand churches in North America, and they had surveyed people in those churches trying to figure out what is it that helps you grow spiritually. And every activity that our group came up with are activities that appeared in the results of that survey as activities that are highly effective in helping people grow spiritually. And so, so we're excited because we know that we've landed on uh, is, is practical, it's effective, and it's really going to, I think, help people move forward in their walks with God. Uh, so what we did is we took all those activities and we grouped them into four related categories. And we probably could have done three categories or five categories. But we landed on four categories. And those are what we're calling our next steps. Uh, and each of those next steps will have activities attached to them. And we'll talk about those in a few minutes. But before we jump into the, the actual next steps, uh, I want to give a little perspective. Because I think it's easy, uh, if you're a recovering perfectionist like myself, it's easy to hear these kind of things and go, oh man, my to-do list just got really long. Uh, and that's not the heart behind these things at all. Uh, so first of all, as we think about our next steps, uh, the first thing I want everyone to remember is that engaging in any or even all of these, which I'm sure Tim would love, uh, engaging in any or all of these activities does not earn you any extra credit or brownie points with God, and it does not make him love you any more or any less than he already does right now. Okay, God's love for you is based entirely on Jesus's finished work at the cross where he died and he rose again to pay for your sin and to restore you to a right relationship with God. Okay. So God's love for you is never in question. And the great part about that is that because it's never in question, we're free to try as many of these things as we want to and see what happens. And if one works for us, great. And if it doesn't, then that's fine. We'll just try another one, but there's no pressure to get it right because we know that God's love for us is not on the line. So, uh, So that's the first thing I want us to remember is that that God's love is not in question in terms of our engagement and activity here. Uh, The second thing I want to remind us of, though, uh, and it's going to sound like a contrast to that first thing, is that in the scriptures we are called to actively engage in the process of our own spiritual growth. Uh, In Philippians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Philippi, and he says this, "'Therefore, my dear friends,' As you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, and here's the important bit, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So God is at work in us to empower our engagement in the process of spiritual growth. He wants us to grow probably more than we want to grow, Uh, and he's already at work in us, but he does call us to choose to engage in the process. Uh, Dallas Willard, who you've heard us refer to before and who's written extensively on spiritual formation over the years, he puts it this way. Uh, He says, the path of spiritual growth in the riches of Christ is not a passive one. Grace, or God's goodness towards us, is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. Effort is merely an action, but earning is an attitude. And the idea here is that while our our effort is required in order for us to engage in the process of spiritual formation, uh, we don't earn anything from God in the process. Uh, We can't force God to do anything, but we can cooperate with him in the process that he already set in place to grow us into Christlikeness. So even as a church, uh, we here at NewCove, we can offer next step uh, opportunities or activities or practices for you all. But we can't do them for you, kind of like Tim mentioned earlier. Uh, If you want to experience the benefits of any things that we're going to talk about over the next few weeks, they're things that you're going to have to decide how can I personally engage in those practices and activities? Uh, Lastly, our next steps that we're going to talk about here in a minute are not a formula. Uh, Becoming more like Jesus is, uh, in some ways, it's a lot like learning a foreign language or maybe learning to play a musical instrument. Uh, There are things that you can do on day one to start speaking a new language or playing a new instrument. But there's no magical trick that you can take uh, to learn how to do either of those things quickly. Uh, It's going to take years of practice uh, and it's going to take time to learn how to speak another language fluently or to play a musical instrument without really having to think about it. And the same is true with our spiritual growth. Uh, It happens over time. So that's that's what we want to do, is invite you guys into the process of of growing. Uh, and our, our next steps are really, uh, in some ways, more like exercises uh, that you employ. And if we practice them over time, then the result will be that we'll learn to increase in our, our knowledge and our skill of living like Jesus, and we'll end up becoming more like him. Because uh, again, as Tim reminded us, the goal is not just to hear what Jesus says, but to do the things that Jesus asks us to do, um, I've heard it often put that really what we want to do in the process of growing is we want to learn to do the things that Jesus did, so that we become the kind of person that Jesus is. That's that's the point here. And so, say, say that again. What we want to learn. Thank you. Uh, what we want to do is we want to learn to do the things that Jesus did when he walked the earth, so that we can become. Can we become the 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 the. So that we can become the kind of person that Jesus is. Okay? So, uh, head knowledge is not unimportant in that process. Uh, of course, we need to know about Jesus and about the things that he said, but in some ways, more importantly, we need to do the things that he did so we can become like him. So, thank you. Thanks for the reminder there, Tim. Uh, so, uh, in the same way that uh, if each of us went to the uh, the gym and had a coach that was going to coach us and what kind of exercises we needed to become physically healthy in light of our own story. Uh, none of us would have the same plan, and the same is going to be true uh, with our next steps spiritually. Uh, each of us because of our uh, place in the process, uh, our years of experience, or just the things that God is doing in our lives we 're each going to have different a different combination of next step activities that we 're going to choose. Uh, no one 's going to have the same set. Uh, it's going to be different for each of us. Uh, and I think that's wonderful because I think God respects our our uniqueness and where we're at and what our story is like. So uh, the things that we're committed to offering are things that are appropriate to wherever you're at in your stage of growth. So with that as preface, let me just real quickly, I'm going to give you an overview of what our next step path looks like. Um, and, again, we're going to be unpacking the details of this over the next few weeks, but I want to give you at least the overview. Uh, so our next step categories. There's four of them, and they are uh, we want people to experience God, we want people to choose community, we want people to invest in others, and we want people to share Jesus. Those are the four categories. And like I mentioned earlier, each category has some activities associated with them. And the reality is you could probably pick any of a 100 activities to, to live out any of those four categories. But uh, we've intentionally Sort of handpicked a very small group of activities related to each category because we want to give you all the best chance of success. Uh, we've picked categ- or activities that have been proven to give the most bang for the buck or the most return on investment for people as they engage in them. We want them to be things that are effective. And so, uh, for example, in our experience God category, uh, the three activities that we're asking people to consider engaging in are uh, corporate worship, reading the Bible, And prayer. Uh, And as we unpack those in the next couple weeks, uh, like I said, we're committed to offering ways to do all three of those things in ways that are appropriate to where you're at in your relationship with God. So, for example, uh, we're not going to ask the person who's brand new to reading the Bible to do the same thing that someone who's been reading the Bible daily for 20 years would do. Uh, they're each going to have different things that will be challenging to them. But we want each person, whatever their story is, to engage in the process of regularly being in the Scriptures because we know how that can shape our thinking and in the end shape how we live. So uh, that's going to be true with all the, the activities that we offer in each category. Uh, in our Choose Community uh, step on the path, uh, we're encouraging people to participate in a Discover New Cove class if that's something that you've never done before. It's a great way to begin Uh, getting connected relationally at Nucov. We're asking people to consider joining a small group or a community group. And then we're also asking people to follow us on social media. And that last one is something that a year ago would never have made it onto our series of next steps. But clearly, something we've learned in the last year uh, is that when we can't connect uh, face-to-face or or physically like we're used to, uh, having a way to connect online is a helpful tool for us and so so that's become one of our uh... choose community steps uh... for the invest in others uh, activities we're inviting people to serve at new and there's plenty of ways to do that we'll talk about those over the next few weeks uh... we want to encourage people to serve in our community uh... you guys have heard us say this for years but one of the things that really is a driving passion here at new is that we would make an impact on in the lives of people right here in lincoln and lancaster county uh, as well as around the world but we want to serve in the community and then lastly uh, if this is something that maybe you think you're in a place where you're ready for it we want to invite you to consider being a spiritual mentor to others in our new Cub family uh, it's a great opportunity and then, last uh, in terms of sharing jesus uh, we want to equip everyone who calls new Cub home uh, we want to equip you to be able to be wonderful neighbors uh, to those around you to love your neighbors well uh, we want to equip you to be able to tell your story of God's work in your life to those around you when it's appropriate, and then we want to give you opportunities to go outside of your own area or sphere of influence, even to the far reaches of the world, to take the message of Jesus to those who haven't heard before. And so, in broad strokes, those are the strokes. Those are the four uh, categories of our next steps uh, pathway. And like I mentioned, we'll be going into way more detail about those over the coming weeks. Um, We want to give you a a quick overview of those. Um, Our hope is that by the end of this series, uh, each one of us will be able to identify at least one way that we want to take a next step in our relationship with God uh, for the next season. Uh, I sort of joked about this earlier, I know that Tim would probably prefer that we all decide to do every single one of the things that we'll talk about over the next few weeks.
0: And you get extra credit from me.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, from Tim, Oh, maybe from Tim, okay. Uh, But with Jesus, you get zero extra credit. Uh, And and I think that's what really counts.
0: That is what counts.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, But our our hope is that that each of us can identify at least one way that we want to take a next step. And we know that growth doesn't happen uh, overnight. It happens over time. But it it happens step by step. And so we believe that anybody, wherever you're at in the process, whether you're just considering following Jesus, whether you just came to know Jesus, uh, Whether you've been trying to follow him for years, every single one of us can take at least some kind of next step. And so that's our goal for this series is to help, help you all figure out what is your next step uh, in your in your worship with Christ. Uh, so our challenge this week is we want to get you to start thinking about what would it look like for you to take a next step uh, with Jesus in the coming season. Uh, and to, to get you thinking about that, uh, we want to offer three questions that you might want to uh, mull on over the course of the week. Uh, so the first question would be: What character quality of Jesus would you like to see more of in your life? What character quality of Jesus would you like to see more of in your life? Uh, if Jesus, the one that is the one that we're going to follow, then he's the one that we want to imitate, and so so it's great to start there. That's where our foundation is. Uh, the second question is: Which next step category, as much as you understand them at a basic level, this morning? Uh, which next step category might give you the best chance of growing in that particular area? And our hope is that over the course of the next few weeks, uh, you might be able to hone in more clearly on which, which category uh, might most apply to you. But at least for now, I want you to begin thinking about what, what category would be helpful for you. And then the last question we have is, how much time do you realistically uh, imagine you could invest either daily or weekly in your own spiritual growth? Uh, the last thing we want you to do is to come up with this wonderful pie in the sky, looks great on paper, plan for spiritual growth, but have not considered what it might actually take to engage in the particular next step that, that you're uh, thinking about. And so once you think about realistically, how much time could I give? Is it a, a 10 or 15 minute a day? Is it an hour or two a week? Uh, what would that look like for you? And so, uh, so those are questions we want going to consider this week as you uh, think about your own place in the process of spiritual growth. Uh, We also have a a Bible reading plan that we're recommending this week, and I'm going to let Tim explain what that's about.
0: Yes, this is uh, about how to grow in your faith, and so if you're looking for a a reading plan, uh, this would be a great challenge. It'll be one that is doable. Uh, The other thing that uh, Brent and I are excited about is we're going to roll out a new idea, and on Monday evenings uh, throughout this series, uh, we are going to do a Zoom call with the entire church And it's called Next Step Extras. And what we're going to do uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and uh, you can get on uh, the Zoom link, which will tell you where you can find that uh, Zoom link. Uh, But from 7 to 7.30, 7.45, it's just an open session to say, and in particular tomorrow the topic is going to be commitment to growth. And we're going to be interviewing several people who have consistently been growing Uh, Over their years, Uh, Kevin Horn uh, has agreed to give some talk, uh, some talking time with us. Uh, So we'll ask him what it's been like, what it's like for him to grow. Uh, Jan Michael Barron has been committed to growing, and so uh, we'll talk about uh, talk to Jan about that as well. And then Carissa Brown, Uh, and so we're going to be interviewing them. But it's going to be an open time for all of us to ask them questions: the highs, the lows, the barriers. Uh, how they've gotten reconnected when they've hit a dry time, and uh, it'll be just an open time, and we're excited about that. Tell us how we can find the link.
1: Yeah, so on our uh, newcovchurch.org website, on the front page, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see a a news and events section, and there should be a card uh, for the Next Step Extras event. Uh, There's a button there. If you click that, it'll take you to the Zoom link that you can join us, Uh, and like Tim said, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock is when we're starting.
0: And each week throughout the series, it'll I address whatever we just spoke about. So this, uh, so this week it is all on the, the commitment to grow, to sow today what you want to see tomorrow and what that looks like. It'll be worth your time. You can come and go in, in that meeting uh, as you have time. Uh, if you come in late, that's totally fine as well, but we would uh, welcome that. So I'd like for our worship team to come back to the platform, and uh, I want to uh, have prayer with us. And have an opportunity to give our offerings. And uh, grateful for uh, a church that's committed to following Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that this would be a year of growth for us. I pray that whatever circumstances may come, that we would not be defined by the circumstances, but we would be developed by them because we're following you and not putting our hope in things to change around us or in people to change around us. Father, may our eyes be upon you. I pray that you would take those of us who've been followers of Jesus for years. God, would you take us to a level that we've never experienced before and that we would not just listen to your word, but we would apply uh, what your word has to say. God, give us opportunity to to develop fruit and so that when people are around us, they see Jesus in us. God, may that be true about every new covey, that wherever we go, people see Jesus in us because we're just following him. Father, I pray for those in our church fellowship uh, who are just brand new followers of Jesus and some who are still considering. Father, may this be a year of growth for them, that they would uh, take that step of of opening their life to you and saying, I want to follow you. Uh, Father, I we commit New Cove into your care. You are the leader uh, of our church, and we want you to uh, to be in the leadership position. And so our commitment to you is we're going to follow you. We're going to do what you say. We're going to follow you and wherever you lead us. And, uh, Father, I pray that you would take do way beyond whatever we could think or imagine, that we would be able to sow today and we would see... Uh, amazing results take place because we put our eyes on you and you alone. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.